Hello again everybody and welcome to another episode of Morphtastic Live. This is the audio version of our lives. We usually do lives which we upload to YouTube, but we have decided to switch it over to Spotify Audio too. I'd also like to say a huge thank you to EcoGeckos for sponsoring us. EcoGeckos has opened up a live food store for the UK. Insects, caves, food bowls, tongs, etc. So please check out www.ecogeckos.co.uk. I'm your host, Georgia Elite Geckos, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Saying special treatment. Hello. Hello, Ryan. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, thank you. Good, thank you. This is the first time everyone gets to see you. Like, this is this is like yeah. exclusive. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty nervous. I haven't shown my face, and then I shaved, so yeah. like I have a baby face right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm used to having a beard, so I'm like always scratching right here. Um, oh, hello, Malte. <laughs> you sent me a photo like I think it was a week ago, and then I've obviously when I last saw you, you had a beard, and now it's like, oh yeah. <laughs> He's took 10 years <laughs> off of him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Sorry if there's any noise, too. That super giant male that I was talking to you about, he's now deciding to bite the tub. So that's what... You can hear him. So, so. he's a... We'll leave him. We'll leave him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you find, though, while we're talking about biting geckos, I had this conversation with Kobe's geckos. Do you find mm. things like blizzards, DBs, they're just... I don't know why, I just find them to be aggressive. I find that uh, blizzards are fairly timid compared to Diablo Blancos, but Diablo Blancos, I think it's just, that's just the genetic combination. Um, they're just uh, more aggressive, for sure. Um, really just, they're, they're grumpy. And then you have the, uh, like, the white knights that don't act like that at all. Absolutely. Um, I think it could also just be um, handling situations, though, too. Yeah. Because I believe that some things that are like specifically line bred aren't going to be really handled as far as um, pet. So, and that's my cat that my blind cat that just ran into the door. So, <laughs> yeah, that that's is great. great. But, yeah, you, you must hear that in the middle of the night. Just dunk. Oh, ain't a ghost. It's just. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyway, yeah. talk about yourself, Ryan. Like, what got you into the hobby? What made you start? Some people ask, how old are you? I know some, some questions hmm. are a bit, it doesn't really matter how old you are. You could be six with great geckos, it don't matter. So, yeah, talk a little yeah. bit about yourself, what got you into this, and yeah. Well, um, as far as age, I'm fairly young compared to a lot of people out there, but as far as time-wise, um, this is the sixth year. Um, but as far as what got me into it, it's just like the genetics and stuff I really like. Yeah. So, um, just the... Just the potential with everything um, gets me really excited. Um, but when I, uh, like, a big influence for me is, like, Jeff from JMG. Um, just, he was so young when he first came into the hobby, and I'm like, that's fairly rare and just not very spoken about um, with young people coming in and making themselves established. So that's uh, something that I definitely thrived and wanted to pursue. Yeah. And um, what following I've, his footsteps almost. What, what I've noticed of you as well, Mole, you really get me on the new Instagram reporter. Um, what I've noticed <laughs> of you is you not only focus in the genetic side of things, I suppose this is tied into it, you also like the development, raising, mm -hmm. the little, the simple things like that, even with, we're going to talk about it later, even with that um, normal you got it's it's mm -hmm. special in itself and little <laughs> things like that is just it, you, it go, you're taking it above and beyond yeah i like to i definitely i'm very picky about stuff that i like so as far as like looking for potential i'm always constantly looking for something that's going to do better yeah. and something that i know that's going to to make something cool not only genetically but also something that's not going to have issues that's the first thing that i like cross off the list if, to make sure like it's not gonna have anything bad in it, um, and just general, just making a cool, a cool animal because everyone wants something that's unique looking, yeah. Um, but also making it affordable, so that's one of the things that I really want to strive for. Yeah. And always work with what you love because of if you don't mm -hmm. work with something you don't love, it does show. Even if you mm -hmm. loved Max Snow Trempers, focus on producing 
the best Max Snow trempers you yeah. could possibly work with. You see too mm. many people with, if you see, he, 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 a lot, this isn't going to everybody, like Dave at DC Geckos, his collection is vast. He's got so many morphs and combinations, but mm -hmm. you can see the love and care and everything. But it isn't yeah. always necessarily the case. Sometimes you see people with literally everything. It's like, what, what, what are you doing? What's the desire? What's the achievement? It just looks like you just yeah. produce Having... as much as you can. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, that's a main thing that I don't ever want to be like, yes, I want to grow. Of course, you want like big numbers. Of course, you want stuff that's going to be awesome and you to be known um, for having good things. But um, you also have to look at it as far as the value of the animal, almost. Not money-wise, but the animal's life expectancy and just how the care and such. That's the main thing Like that every time I go back to thinking that I want an animal, um, you have to think of just the general care and that this is a living thing. And not a lot of people get that to click um, when they're de dealing with large animals to that. That's a, that's an object to them at that moment. Yeah. So that's yeah. the, I like to keep it real. And I like to think of it um, as a pet. That's the way that that's the mentality that I try to keep it at. Um, even if I'm going to sell an animal, I still keep it at that mentality that it's still mine at that moment mm -hmm. um, to give it that care and knowing that like um, I'm doing the best with that animal, making sure that it's, up to uh, best quality and yeah. health, just general. So, yeah. just because it's a gecko doesn't mean it has to lack. Like, for example, oh, no. sometimes with a gecko, if a gecko ain't doing very well, a lot of people just throw it away. Mm -hmm. That is literally the best way to put it. Is yep. where, if it was a dog, you, you take it to the vet. You don't do that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But just because it's a, a, a little gecko, and to be honest, a lot of them are cheap. So it's like, oh, I bought this normal. It's 50, mm -hmm. 50 pounds, let's say $60 or $30. And the markets are a bit different either side. But because it was that cheap, I can dispose of it and get another one. It's not a problem, which that, that nope. to me, I hate. I, I, I hate that. It's, you know, that's, I'm the exact that's same your way. Pet. That is an animal. <laughs> Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, uh, yeah. Yes. So we've got another question here. Um, what other species do you work with slash really want to work with? So it could um, be leopard geckos. There are certain morphs you really want to work with, and also yeah. I know we spoke. Is there other reptiles you really want to, really want to work with? <laughs> yeah, um, I also have a, a pixie frog. So the giant African bullfrog, the you know the big blobs. I have one of those. Um, I really like amphibians too, but I also don't want to really jump into everything with them like just keeping them as pets is fine not breeding but um as far as eublepharis i really anger Manu is my absolute favorite and i'm planning to get some uh soon so um just getting mainly all of the eublepharis genus now is what i want to stick to yeah and then um i don't know if you see my posts and stuff but i am a sucker for vipers yeah. Um, <laughs> I love venomous snakes so much. It's just like the addiction where you just like, <laughs> oh yeah, I like I like stuff that has personality, you know, um, stuff that looks, you know, mean and striking. It's just like I want that when I see a a snake that can kill you. It's just like, can I? I want I want to buy that type thing. <laughs> but um, they're just so cool. Yeah. Online and show some real hot stuff. Oh yeah. Cheers, Malt. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I've been trying to get him on for a while. <laughs> you mentioned with the, uh, I'm honestly, I, I, I'm awful with um, Latin names. I'm just dead, dead awful. Mm -hmm. But the ones you're talking about, uh, I think there's a bit of an issue with them being wild caught, isn't there? At the moment, you're seeing a hell of a lot there... of them that have been imported as wild caught. Mm -hmm. So, uh, just majority of all Eublepharis, uh not Macularis, Macularis, of course, because um, that's been in the hobby for so long um all the w other quote-unquote wild stuff like angermanu fuscus hardwicky um sap Prentices, which is one of the mm -hmm. more recent ones discovered i'm sorry getting people messaging me for stuff <laughs> um but like those are uh fairly newer to um being domesticated and such so it's um you know they have crypto out in the wild also so that's a thing that you have to have to consider um, when you're bringing in wild caught animals. Yeah. So the main issue with that is that um, they're going to be sick when you first bring them in. Yeah. So making sure that you're, you're getting uh, ones that don't have crypto, which are people, you know, curing it from crypto because it is curable. 
um, is what you want to look for, especially for anger monu, because they do have uh, also they're known for metabolic bone disease because how long their arms are, and their their bones just get uh, caught in their joints all the time and stuff. So, making sure um, that all your genus of Eublepharis is uh, doesn't have any issues is a big is a big thing because you you can see stuff on the market too that you're kind of curious about like does that have this or something like that so you have to be just in general i'm careful about everything of what i buy so and yeah. i'm picky i'm probably the most annoying customer yeah you're but... <laughs> you're the most annoying customer on but that's the best thing when i see stuff like that and people asking questions what's the parents and it's not so much videos mm -hmm. with pairs even with crested geckos a lot of it comes down to lineage and things like that um but back to what we were just saying i don't know whether you've noticed i know you're not really a facebook guy but and I know mm -hmm. a lot of other people, when I get a message, there's the same message gets sent to so many other people. But there's so many like uh, people from India that are catching these mm -hmm. wild core and shipping them over. But the thing is, people are buying them. But when you, when you look at mm -hmm. the photo of it, you're like, man, that thing looks like it's dying. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever come across anything like that, personally? You must have. <laughs> um, I haven't. I haven't. I've been actually looking for some stuff to import. Um as far as like sat premises because i'm really interested in just getting those into the market um germany i already know that i already have them and then japan i guess has been working with them for like two years now yeah. um which i had no idea until i talked to one of my friends in japan um but uh i would be very cautious even just you can't really trust people that are going out and smuggling too mm -hmm. that's the thing that you don't know if it's like they're saying that if it's male you're probably going to get a female or something or like they're saying this is a set princess watch you're going to get like an anger money the exact opposite yeah it's um, a big flip for them so yeah it's uh i think it's really dangerous to do and it's a big risk but um that's that's why i'm looking for you know the other eublepharis though because there's different options where you can take um to keep your animals healthy rather than just capturing wild caught stuff yeah so it was definitely an idea uh, some odd years ago until i started to look into the actual market for the others um but yeah i don't really i stay away from it now um just because i don't want crypto yeah absolutely um yeah. Uh, bubba just said um what you think about outcrossing to wild types increased long longevity of lions me personally mm -hmm. i say yeah because of mm -hmm. pretty much everything has to be crossed at some point it's like with Dave with his coppers. You have to cross something and add to that better blood or line or whatever to increase that line, keep that line going. Because eventually, if you've been, let's say, line breeding for five, six years, you are going to run into issues, infertility, other stuff. So 100%, percent. It's like uh, there was a conversation we were talking about. Uh, there was a conversation in the WhatsApp group about percentages. Now you see like Black Knight 75% and stuff like that. And it, it is a cross, but like they turned around and said, at some point, everything has to be crossed. It has to be crossed eventually. So the best thing to think in your head is most stuff has been crossed. What's your view into that, um, Ryan? Um. That's another thing to get into that pure question too. We'll, we'll, um, we'll hit the pure question. With yeah, you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I hate the word pure also, uh, as far as macula macularis macularis and just morph wise. Um, everything's crossed. So if it's um, everything at one point was crossed to something else to make that animal. So I don't ever view anything as a pure animal unless it's a wild type basis, like um, like Turkmenicus stuff like that. Um, I do think it is beneficial definitely to add wild type to inc into your lines. Um, I've been looking into like Montanus and stuff because there's uh, there's some uh, idea that Turkmenicus and Fasciolatus might be actually the same thing. Um, and it's a different, it's separate from Macularis Macularis. It's its own thing. Um, but it's able to, you know, cross into Macularis Macularis. Yeah. But as far as... Uh, crossing them i don't see a problem with that because i think that definitely helps not only genetically um because if you look at it like biologically our animals are pretty um what's the word i guess um secluded as far as um being bred and such they're very uh targeted to what they breed to rather than in the wild they just breed to anything yeah if it's a female they're gonna pair it to it um so, 
definitely adding in genetics like that are definitely going to help not only fertility but just genetics in the long run yeah absolutely Mulch mm -hmm. put a question in uh what do you think about breeding black knight to tangerine needs some knowledge you don't need no knowledge Mulch. <laughs> you don't need none from us <laughs> no. um in my opinion uh, i have done a black knight cross to a blood um i mean the results it, it gave me what i wanted it made a um a darker tangerine but to get like um for example fran his stuff that's just years and years of line breeding to be honest i i don't have enough knowledge to to give you that answer um i don't know about you ryan um i work with tangerine not so much the black knight side but um i have seen some cool things with people using black knight and tangerine cough cough multi um <laughs> yeah well, malt, yeah. malt, malt versus Jay, eco-gecko. <laughs> it goes back down to the question with Jay, with, um, you, we all see, you know, Black Knights are mm. like pretty much the morph everyone really, really wants or a majority mm. of people really want to work with it. And one of it does come down to price. Um, mm -hmm. But I do see so many crosses labelled as Black Knight. It's like Jay yeah. said it perfectly. If you pair a tangerine to a normal... And you hatch a normal, do you label that tangerine? No. So if you cross a yep. black knight to a normal, let's say, or you hatch, black knights can hatch out a normal, do mm -hmm. you label that black knight? I wouldn't, because it's not showing any yeah. black knight. Mm -hmm. so I'm the same way. I thought I'd bring that up. Well, well, yeah. Yeah. With any cross in general, just like if it, even if it's like a bold stripe to something and it doesn't show that, or like red stripe and it doesn't show any of the the features of it i'm not going to name it as that because it's yeah. not showing those features at all yeah absolutely mm -hmm. and it's got to be a good example of what it is i mean yeah. for example red i've crossed a red diamond to a copper everything's getting labeled as a red diamond cross copper you know and i know mm -hmm. some other people would be labeling them as red diamonds because of oh red diamond is a fantastic name everyone wants to go for the red diamond right now um what's happening magic Thank you guys because I've only produced about 29 Black Knight MT this year. Thought can make some more cool with your knowledge. Magic in the house. Does everyone want to see a um, real photo of Magic? This is going to scare you. I'm only joking, Magic. Um, <laughs> so we've got another question here. What's your? I think we've already answered this. What's your favourite morph to work with and why? Um, pastel. Yeah. Uh, just because it's... It's really wacky as far as how it looks, and it's not really, you know, worked with in general. And uh, with new stuff coming up, people saying that it might be connected to scaleless, I'm skeptical of that. Mm. Um, but I just love the way they look, how their their skin is so different. If you, I'm because you have pastel yeah. too, and you've noticed that because we were talking about that. Yeah, has like but, patches um, of like almost. Yeah, because we're it's silky. You see like these little pat little patches of almost like pastelish color and it's almost yeah yeah and it's uh it's so weird and it in the the texture of it too when you're like touching the animal is so different i hear i'll uh I'll actually grab one real quick so back to um, but i might as well answer this while bubbles it blood cross normal and it's orange what what is that animal was mm, what malt said I, i'd put blood cross wild bloods cross wild type sort of thing but people would probably put 50% blood uh, uh, yeah I'll, I would label it as a cross yeah I'd, so this is a super giant female too she's uh, she should be laying here soon though too but she's a super giant Maxno pastel raptor um, I don't know if I can get a good oh yeah so if you can yeah that little like lightish pink color yeah um, when you touch that though it is way different and then even the camera, of course, doesn't get a good uh, view of it. On a better camera, like uh, your professional camera, that's that's where you can really see it. Yeah. Um, Anyone I, wants to see I this gecko, Ryan's, Ryan's Instagram, you'll get a better a better view on it. Yeah, but the pastel is—it's just so—it's uh, so weird the way it works. Like with as far as with the eclipse gene yeah. with it, I've noticed that all babies are born with that pied face in between their head. Yeah. And then it go, it goes away. So we, we, now she has we have another question about pastel, actually. So I might as well answer <laughs> on topic. Pastel gene, yeah. how does it work? 
Um, it, there's little markers, like Ryan just said, you see all like a little void on the head. I almost see it as a colour enhancer, almost like a high contrast almost. That's how I see it. Mm -hmm. But as much as I love working with them, they're annoying because of you get so many people that are asking you, is it, is it what it is? And there's a lot of trust that comes down to it. Mine originally came from um, Hans in Germany, mm -hmm. who used to own Thor, the Supergiants. So my pastel came in with the Supergiants, the direct son mm -hmm. of the Thor. That's where I got mine from. So I know it's all legitimate. Uh, I have tried to yeah. to him, but now he's not really in the hobby. He, he, you, know, you know, a lot of people with the hobby is so busy and when you do leave you do still get people that will message and don't get me wrong some people would want to answer your questions but i feel like he's, he's done with it almost uh what's your yeah. what's your thoughts of working with it it is annoying gene because of you do get people that you see some people that's like if they're not hatching with a blue belly it's not pastel yeah and that's the it's an issue with that so i mark everything as pastel if it has that you know that texture on it yep. because I've noticed all pastel have that and it's super, super easy to, I mean, once you work with it and you can tell the difference between pastel from Max Snow, which a lot of people like to sell Max Snow and high contrast and white and yellow as pastel. Um, they're very different the way they look. Um, pastel has that pink and it feels weird and it, you can tell the difference between the skin texture yeah. and then it is an enhancer for sure. Um, as far as genetically, uh, I say that it's polygenic, yeah. um, but I'm, Absolutely. I have a project with it that I can talk about later to see what's kind of going on with it. Cause I'd like to see why, you know, why does it have those weird patchy, almost scaleless parts? So, and not everything has to be born with a blue belly at all. That's yeah. I have had a yeah. few guests say, did that one hatch of a blue belly? I'm like, no, uh, if, from what yeah. I know, I don't think, I think very few of them hatch with the blue belly at the start, at the start. And the blue belly went completely. From what I know, I don't know everything. I'm learning. These lives are what they help me. I'm drawing all this knowledge. We're right. Yeah. Like a sponge, I'm drawing all of it in. We've got Bubba, <laughs> we've got Mole. Put it, yeah. The, uh, the blue belly part, I think that was just a hype. Everything, everyone was like, or Ron was saying the blue belly pastel. Um, even in his book, he, he mentions the blue belly pastel as just being an animal with blue belly after figuring out that it wasn't anything to do with pastel. You're going to get stuff that you hatch with blue bellies because their stomach's transparent or, you know, their, their skin's transparent when they first, when they're first born. Um, they look but really it's just like genetically messed up too with the blue belly. They didn't look healthy at all. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, they not at all. Like it died. Struggled. Yeah. It, the the one that he has a picture of it passed away too. Oh, it passed away. I'm not surprised. Yeah. I am not surprised. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the thing the thing with that, like that's how people label pastel, or like when they cross pastel, they're just gonna mark everything as pastel, and that's just with everything in the market. That's the same thing that goes with clowns, red diamonds, red diamonds um, yeah. Any, anything in general. You know how it goes back to that. People will name. They won't mark it as a cross. They'll just name it as that. But as far as pastel, I won't name it as a cross because you can. I, I've uh, been able to see the difference now yeah. from what's pastel and what's when not. When you're working with something for, for a good amount of time, you can just when it hatches, you just know. Do you know? Yep. Work like with super giants. When when was, don't get me wrong with super giants. You don't all, you can hatch a normal from a super giant parent. Mm -hmm. It won't grow. But now I yeah. see with time, I'm like you are going to be big. Um, and yeah, with Chloe's geckos, we had the, we had the conversation on the live. She's like, I can see straight away when a tang is going to be really tangy. When it comes out with that carrot head glowing at hatchling, you're going to be beautiful. And also, you do have the opportunity of it not not going too well. Um, another question, and what's what's our thoughts on the satin mutation? So I've actually spoke. I can't pronounce his name. I think it's like El Elco. Um, the satin, I don't know if you've seen it, uh, Ryan, it's, it's a pure scaleless animal. It's pure scaleless mm. Leo. So I have spoke to him and I said to him about coming on a live and he said to me, right now I, I am going to, I will be 100% up for doing it, but I want to make sure the morph has got no issues first. I want to make sure I work on it enough. I don't want another lemon frost situation. We found this new gene, lemon frost here, bye, 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 bye. Oh, there's tumours. Oh, no, I sold all them leopard geckos uh, for thousands of pounds, and now they've got this issue. So he said, give me another year, 
let me just let me work on it and we'll do a live and but i asked him <laughs> I, I was worried about annoyance you know when you talk to a breeder and you ask a question you feel, i hope this doesn't annoy him i said is there any issues with shedding and he was yeah. truth he was truthful he said at the moment they seem to have issues with their feet um he said mm -hmm. if you're a breeder like me and you as soon as you see a stuck bit of shed get a q-tip and whatnot in my opinion, if you're buying a scaleless animal, whether it's a corn snake, ball python, you've got to suspect skin issues. It's going to have shedding issues, yeah. 100%. Um, but yeah, I, I will be having him on at some point. Um, I think it might be the next big thing. Can you imagine scaleless pastel? Do you know oh, what yeah, I mean? I'm dreaming, yeah. You know what I mean? We're seeing the scaleless marks. So can you support or, or a scaleless tangerine? What's your mm -hmm. thoughts on it? I don't know whether you know much about it. I don't know anything uh, about it. I don't think he's disclosed that much information. Malt probably, he probably speaks to Malt all the time. Um, and I know oh, yeah. he doesn't want to give out too much information. But what I think, I think it's going to be brilliant. But you, it is going mm -hmm. to have his issues. It's definitely going to be big if it works out. As far as, um, I've read about it a little bit, saying that it's recessive. So it would definitely be cool. But there's also going to be some issues because even in with like um, some scaleless, like rat snakes, some stuff with that, they have issues. I know that there's an issue with an albino uh, rat snake that's scaleless and they have, they have some weird, um, uh, just weird issues with their face and their facial structures sometimes. So I don't know if that would work the same way with leopard geckos. Um, they're different for sure. Mm. But it seems like every scaleless animal has an issue at some point with uh, a cross. Yeah. So I'd, it's definitely interesting. It'd be cool if it works out. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to getting it um, unless it had issues. Yeah. Um, but I respect, but like the, I respected him so much for saying, mm -hmm. give me another year. Let me work on this yep. more before I, before I publicly say, look, I've made possibly the the next biggest thing because of mm -hmm. anybody else would have gone crazy with it mass bread yeah. made a load of heads but he is truly working on it and he, he truly believes mm -hmm. i don't want to make this morph and it have issues and send it out to everybody give me one more year yeah. work on it make sure there's no more flaws more test breeding and then we'll do a live and we'll talk about it I, that from a breeder's point of view said a million things to me and now i'm focusing on his page like a hawk <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very responsible i agree with um that 100 percent. even with like Anything new that comes out, I'm skeptical of it because I don't know if it's going to have issues. We don't know if it's going to be the next Lemon Frost, and that's how everyone's been acting ever since the Lemon Frost came out. Everyone's been weary. Um, even when, like, Pastel came out right after, mm. um, everyone was like, oh, great, it's going to be another Lemon Frost or Enigma issue. Yeah. Thankfully, it's not because people don't really breed it. So yeah. we're lucky that we don't have that issue. But definitely it's... Um, it's a, it's kind of a tough topic, I guess, because like people are going to be skeptical no matter what. Yeah. Um, when something new comes out, but I'm fairly optimistic, and I like I'd like to see how that goes off, and I think it's really good that he said wait, Definitely. another year. Yeah. He didn't want to disclose too much information. I did say to him, yeah. Are you able to sort of tell me how it was made? And he said complete random mutation from normals and i was like thank you very much sir see you in a year <laughs> <laughs> so another question this is quite a big one mm -hmm. uh, especially with things going on with other breeders and no names mentioned mislabeling yeah. why and how has it got this bad thank you, <sighs> thank you for tuning in it's all humble man it's just stay humble appreciate everything you do, uh, especially how you are in a community with your shows, you know, you're very knowledgeable. So appreciate you watch, appreciate you watching in and yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll hit up some time. See ya. Um, so, uh, can you repeat that again? That so, way I can uh, mislabeling geckos. Why and how has it got this bad? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, there uh, we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pick up the jacket and all that. Um, here, part, pardon me. I'm going to take this off. It's a little hot in the gecko room. Yes, um, look how red I've got. <laughs> so I'm going to say quickly, right, the reason why I think mislabeled, now I think it's bigger in America than it is here. Um, 
I think it's down to price, personally. Or trying to make mm. something better than what it is. But Ryan Ryan can tell you more. He, this guy lives on Morph Market, so he knows more than me. <laughs> um, yeah, it's definitely the price, for sure. Um, and just people being egotistic, wanting a name for themselves. Uh, yeah, a lot of people like to name stuff that... They just want to make the name sound cool. So, like, uh, another issue that I've, I've seen with people is um, marking stuff as bold or something like that. Adding an extra thing to its name just to make it sell better. And that's... It's really... Sorry, this, this, it's a really tough topic because um, I see people that I've taught and, you know, they go off following down this path that I that they were going down the right path and then they take that left turn and um, start lying about genetics and start posting about it. I'm like, you don't have that though. And they're like, well, this person said this and I'm like, you're, you're making up stuff now. So that's a, the topic of just um, lying about genetics and adding extra stuff uh, just really aggravates me mm. and gets me really, uh, just disappointed in people that they're they're willing to go to the length to get their name out there so badly. They're so desperate that they're willing to lie about stuff and ruin someone's uh, project. Yeah. That's the way I think of it. Well, that's the, and it's just like you like for example, let's say you're working on a project. You've been working on it for six years, and like let's say you've got mm -hmm. a bold project, and sometimes with a tangerine pairing, you'll get one that will hatch with a bold head a head stamp. Okay, yeah. but a bold head stamp, but you shouldn't, shouldn't labour that as a bold. So you might sell it to someone with a bold project, and that that one male who wasn't paired to a bold but just happened to have bold marking, you've ruined mm -hmm. that person's six year project. Yeah. So. And it's just. It's just. Uh, yeah, I mean, lying about genetics in general has always been there. It doesn't matter what hobby it is, or not even genetics. Everyone. Just market in general. People are going to mislabel stuff on purpose. Um, and I just, I just personally stay away from people like that. Um, so even finding people... Like when I first got into the hobby, I guess I can share some things. Um, I didn't get the first... I didn't get the good welcoming that a lot of new people get. And the stuff that we, we offer now as a community. Um, I was told that I had no room or there's no purpose for me to come into the hobby because enough people here. And that was by a big breeder, someone who's well-known. Mm. I've told you who it is. Yeah. Um, and hearing that was just, and finding out what that person does, lying about genetics too, and they're one of the main mm. people that have these random heads in their stuff. So that's just like, a, and a lot of people look up to them still. Yeah. So having that mentality and having people looking up to people like that, I think definitely adds, um, I guess, giving people the reason to say it's okay to lie about genetics. Yeah. So, it almost, uh, it's a chain reaction, honestly, or it's just like popularity, for example. I think, um, it, I think it's magic. Magic's a troublemaker. Tell us. <laughs> the thing is, as well, <laughs> is sometimes these big breeders have the mindset that, like, like you just said, we don't have space for you. And, me personally, yep. any new breeder, I want to be your cheerleader because you know, I know it, not not to sound in a bad way, you never you should never burn a bridge because one day you might need to cross it. You might need that person might produce something you really really need. So yep. there's no and just give advice. Just I just don't get it. I know it's me as a person. I just don't get anyone mm -hmm. being negative, especially I, I'm, I'm assuming that when you spoke to the person, you was young i guess really young you yeah. know things like that could make you know especially nowadays with mental health or anything that might have been the last conversation that all it took was that person to do you know what i'm saying so yeah yeah no i say I, i've been through similar things um i was mislabeled something and hatched those stuff i shouldn't have hatched and no one really i felt like no one really didn't want to help me so i'd start again. yeah and yeah just we should all we should all help each other um and that's that's a thing here that I'd like to talk about real quick. Um, helping. There's not a lot of people that are going to help you as far as um, labeling stuff if you're new. Some pe like people, if you ask them, 
uh, generally, if they're good, they're, they don't mind helping you. It's not a hassle. Um, Sometimes it might be tedious. Um, no matter what, though, I will always help someone asking genetic questions. Because um, it, so, it just doesn't click for sometimes. Yeah. And it's just random. Yeah. And, um, like, on Morph Market, especially, when I see new people on there or just people on Instagram labeling stuff wrong, I will quickly message. I'm like, hey, quickly fix this before you add this person up on your tail telling you that you have that you're lying about stuff and they're they're new they don't know how to mark across they don't know percentage um so helping people out is something that i think should be expected by everyone um that's been doing it for a number of years yeah it's, it's a hobby it's not, be fun yeah it's, it's a community 100 yeah. we're all in it together we're all sharing the same thing there's no need for this hate yeah don't get me wrong sometimes personalities clash and people don't get on it's just that's just how things are that's just how life is but the best thing to do is just mm -hmm. to move to one side but there's no need to be nasty i get people messaging me all the time i'm new to breeding i've bought these two geckos from a really great breeder um they don't really want to help me with what i've hatched but could you give me absolutely of course i'll help you yeah. that's just how that's how it's it's fun it's fun to me yeah i, I said this on a few lines and you, i've said it to you ryan i breathe sleep everything geckos i dream <laughs> geckos i wake up and go oh, yeah. i've made a new morph <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do you ever have those moments where you're just like talking to yourself about like just genetics and you're just like freaking out honestly i have that all the me and my friends <laughs> cnm reptiles we always say this when, when next season i'm going to be sitting here like this browse going Oh, I compare that to oh, what that that. Yep. Do you know what I mean? It's, I love it. I love doing what I, I love doing what yeah. I do. I love doing what I do. So yeah, so favorite line of geckos. Like, what's your favorite line? And um, uh, what one do you hate the most? What one has the it's, what what? Because I know England <laughs> and America. I know Europe and America are different. I, when I first got into the hobby, or even not even mm -hmm. quite recently, I just think to myself, Americans, they're, they're chill. They're so chill with it. You're like, <laughs> you don't know a thing. <laughs> what's your favorite uh, line and what's the, what, what line do you think you don't like and it's a mess my favorite line uh probably just bolds the bolds uh just like the jungle bold standard because there's so much potential with that mm. um because people people really downgrade bolds they're like i'm gonna breed a bold to a bold but um there's so many things that you can do with them. And I'll show you one thing that's going to be doing into it, going into a bold project. I think um, I know the gecko. Yeah, you know. <laughs> this guy, um, he's a wild type. Yeah, and look at, he's he's bold. Um, that's what bold can do. Uh, Crazy. It's, it's, yeah. He's a... Uh, it's a snow. It's a snow. He's not a snow. No, his dad... Yeah, so his dad was a uh, was a snow. He was a cross from a wild line of uh, Macularis, Macularis bred, and they were just all super white in general. His mom was an F3, so he's a F4, I guess, cross of some sort. I just mark him as a you know wild uh, wild line cross. Yeah. Um, but he is so cool. That he's is a, a solid gecko. I know it's just a normal. It's a solid. Solid gecko. The line He's big is too. clean in that. What you can do with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually have a, a project with snow that's going into him um, with a friend. And then some bold stuff with him. And then he's actually going to be the main male to outcross pastel to make a non-het pastel to see what that looks like. But he has that lavender too. And it's just like, if that can hold... Yeah. And if I can line breed that, that that could be something really, really cool. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. You know how like copper works? How they have like those nice lavender bands on their back? Yeah. Um, if you could do something. Yeah. So this is why I think copper works really well with stone wash as well. Like crosses, obviously. But yeah. Yep. They have those bands. And Stonewash, can, Stonewash kind of has that too on their back, and that, but their face is all different. And that's I love Stonewash because they look like that. But um, with like there's so much potential and stuff with bands like this, and I don't think people just they just look at it as like oh that's just a cool normal. Um, no, you can do a lot with the cool normal. Uh, I think people 
put normals almost, um, they almost, like, disapprove of them almost, or just kind of, like, they're like, eh, when they see something that comes from normal. Crazy name. It's because it ain't called Red Diamond. It ain't called Black Diamond. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But what what that gecko will do? That could start off a, a, a serious project, a line. Because the, it, the, the stuff you could do, you could cross it. Mm -hmm. You've got something that's been line bred for so long that that when you've been breeding for a long time, little geckos like that, you don't come across them very, very often. So thanks for the question for this normal, and it it will make sense. So. I think you just said that actually. So it says, "What's your plans with the, mm -hmm. with the with the normal?" And it's you just said the bold and and pastel. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, just the snow stuff. Uh, that stuff I'm really excited for. Uh, I'll post some stuff once it's here. Um, I'll tell you a little a little bit about it. Um, it's uh, definitely it's got me excited for sure. Keeping that uh, high white and uh, lavender tone is what we're reaching for, um, but making a whole different look is just kind of what I want to use with this guy. He, he has so much potential and that's why I like bolds because there's so much potential that you can go this way or this way. Yeah. Um, it's just like a endless thing. You can cross it into albino. You can go into tangerine, yeah. max snow. It's just, it's a, it's a branch for sure. hundred percent. And it's with you as well. I've noticed you like those clean looking animals, those clean <laughs> animals. So he's good. He's going to work perfect. So we have some giant questions. Oh, uh, can I uh, answer the one question? The least favorite? Go on. I yeah. don't want to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, got, yeah, please yeah. Answer that. I'll do that real quick. <laughs> and then, then I can get this crazy guy out. Um, so as far as least favorite line, uh, I'd have to say clown. Um, just because it's, in my opinion, as far as genetic history and how it, uh, looking at it, how it was made, it to me it just seems like an emmering cross with various tangerines and a bolt and a red stripe area. And then it's just basically to my in my eyes just a red stripe tangerine het raptor. Yeah. Um, because it originated from raptors too. So having that. Because you could easily recreate something like that. Um, not easily. I'm not. That, that's rude to say. Easily. Yeah. But um, as far as to to uh, replicate a look like that, there's ways that you can do it to make it hold the color. Because um, emerine is just one of those tangerines that are going to fade out. They look um, really they're, good they're, up to about thirty grams, and they, then after thirty yeah. grams, they they start yeah. And that's kind of the thing why clown just kind of pushes me away because it has emerine in it. Um, but also just like the lineage, I don't really trust it. That's another thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's it. They're cool for sure. I love the looks, the bold patterns. I just think that there are way there. There's ways that you can make it um, stand out more. Yeah. So and keeping that color because I feel like they're very. Um, they're not very, I guess. Um, specific on what you're going to produce like yeah you're going to produce like two or three crazy things out of one female yeah but everything else is going to look like a normal tangerine yeah so you're going to only have a few it's, it's not very um yeah it, it doesn't target what you want i feel like as far as number wise 100 percent. what i've seen as well you see a lot of people got like these tangerine there's a tangerine they've been lying for a, a while and it's hatched mm -hmm. they've got one that's hatched with a few bold stripes a, a couple of spots some lavenders and they're putting clown on it so yeah 100 <laughs> also yeah. be really interested really really interesting to hear your view on the red diamonds um ryan what's your thoughts on them? Um, do you like them do you not like them personally I don't like them pure. Yeah. So I'm going to use the word pure. Even though I hate that word, that's what everyone's labeling them as. So even though yeah, I can't stand, I shouldn't have said pure. That's my least favorite word. What the hell? Um, I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but people will always label as pure red diamond, pure this, pure that. Um, and it's just really annoying. But red diamond is... Sorry to cut you off. Don't you think they should be labelling it unknown hets instead of pure? Because yeah. I know a lot of people that have got a no het animal and they're going pure. Mm -hmm. Like I've got a it's... zero het bandit. I'm not going to be going around mm -hmm. pure bandit, pure bandit. Yep. 
Because it's there. You just don't know if there's any heft with it. But yeah, take it away. Yeah. So Red Diamond uh, here, a lot of people like to label it as the pure Red Diamond line. They don't even mark it as Red Diamond anymore. It's just pure Red Diamond. Same thing with Clown, pure Clown. Mm. Um, so if you're going off of that, then you shouldn't have anything with it. But, um, or anything that you don't know that's any hat as far as, there should be no known hats. But there's some stuff popping out with Eclipse. There's some stuff popping out with other stuff in it. Um, personally, also seeing what's kind of going around with Red Diamond. Um, here in the U.S., uh, I've been seeing issues with um, just uh, how, how they walk. They wobble. And then they also will stargaze, and then they spin their tail. Um, and it's really weird. I've been saying... Um, white and yellow, or enigma almost. Yeah, yeah. That's when, they, when they're younger, like around a couple months old to um, five months old. They act like that. But when, even when they're older, they just do the stargazing. Mm. Um, I don't keep Red Diamond, but I have friends that mm. do keep it. Mm. And they say that they have those issues. Um, pardon me. I, someone's asking about the show. <laughs> um but uh yeah i don't really it needs to be outcrossed that's my main thing it's uh too inbred yeah for sure and okay. i think um the fact that it's showing those signs so early on is just saying how long has this been line bred for 100 percent. so you know i haven't come across any of that because of i've crossed mine which is good yeah yeah i've crossed mine but also I know a lot of things are played with with them. Like uh, I was talking to a French breeder and she mm -hmm. said that, you know, a lot of people are incubating them so high. So they come out popping like you, some of the red diamonds you see, you go, wow, how the hell did they get that? And I think the only person that I know people that have bought off a of Barry and I, I, as far as I know, the person producing the bright, bright, bright ones that are, are, are okay are from Barry mm -hmm. and Luca, the guy who started it all. Um, yep. Also mentioned, like, you know, Red Diamonds, like my one, they, they almost have, like, brown hues, brown. When, when I first got it, it, it looked stonewashed when I first got it, and now it's almost got, like, a yeah. brown hue to it. Um, and she said that's how they should be looking, really. Um, not mm -hmm. this bright, bright, and like, like when you told me about some of the stuff, I was like, Jesus, that, that, that just to me reads that needs to be crossed now. And that's that's the same thing with uh incubation when people incubate super high like that, mm. that's going to cause fertility issues 100%. Yeah, so and I've also been hearing some other stuff like clown having fertility issue now. Yeah. Um, so it makes me think, same thing with red diamond and some other stuff like high contrast stuff now. So it almost makes me think, like, are people purposely trying to make a bright animal now? Yeah. And they're trying to make it like this? So that's, uh, you know, I'm, I've said already that I'm picky about who I buy from and just uh, all of that. So asking about incubation is one of my main things. Like, are you changing the temperatures to make this animal brighter? Yeah. And I disagree with them to change temperature. Oh, well, um, I think, I, I, in my opinion, I think even when you do rise the incubate, incubation temperature mm -hmm. and they do come out a bit brighter, it don't stay. It goes. So what's the yeah. point? What is the point? It's not, apart from getting eggs sooner, and I know some people that they'll incubate female and then for the last week or two, they'll put it in the male incubator. Just wait. Just wait. Yeah. Let, let it hatch. Let it hatch. Not naturally, because we're not really hatching them naturally, but just let them hatch mm -hmm. by themselves. Don't try and be... Like you said, you, you made the point the other day, don't try and act God. Just yep. let them do at that, Yeah, at that point, I feel like you're uh, playing God. Almost like you're playing like uh, you're almost playing with nature at that point. And I think that's one thing that you have to respect for sure, because this is a living animal. This isn't um, a little science project that you're doing. This isn't like uh, gardening or something, making hybrid plants or anything like that. Um, even still, that's, you know, nature and stuff. But these are living. These are animals. Um, they feel pain. they feel everything, you know. Uh, I consider. You know, I think all animals have emotions as well, because um, I, I, this guy that likes to bite my hand, and he's always happy about that. Um, <laughs> you see, but, like um, changes. So if your if your gecko's not in a great mood, or he, he, not necessarily yeah. temperature. If you got, if I get a gecko out and ain't very happy, or like a bearded dragon, they go dark. You can, mm -hmm. you can yeah. tell someone open the tub sometimes. But his perfect example is that giant you got today. He's gone. 
nah, not today, mate. And you, we, you can yeah. read his body language and yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, adding to the fact of incubating something so high just to get color out of it, it's almost like, I think it's a marketing thing. That's when people are thinking of an, uh, of an object, not an animal at that point. Yeah, 100%. So we've got some questions regarding the giant. Um, so with giants, this is a bit of an unusual question. With giants, what is, what is a better morph to cross it with? So that's a unusual one because of, I'd, I'd say you, ideally you want to pair giant to giant to get a big, to get a big gecko. I have crossed mm -hmm. giants. You might get lucky, like the clown. If you cross a if you cross a clown, like like what Ryan just said, you might get lucky to get one or even two outstanding. Same with the red diamonds. And most things you cross, yeah. you get a one or two outstanding geckos. The majority of the others are like mm, you might get three good ones. The majority is like, mm. but mm -hmm. the main reason to cross things is with me is I don't really know what I'm going to pop, and secondly, get that bloodline strengthening. Um, but yep. With what morph, I'd say cross it to... to I, I've never worked with giant bells. I don't know how, I don't know my thought about them. I, I, I know there's one guy in America working with them. I, I, I don't know anything about giant bells, but mm -hmm. with the giants, I know, I'd say cross it. If you want to cross it, just be keep in mind that if you're not crossing it to a giant, you're not going to get big geckos. You might get one or two, um, mm -hmm. but I would cross it with a tremper because that's where the... In my opinion, that's where all the giants have come from. Come, trempers are big. I agree. Um, do you, yeah, do you agree? Yeah, uh, Giant came out of Tremper albinos as well. There's the male uh, Bubba from Ron Tremper, who was the founder of albinos and Super Giant, quote unquote. Um, and it's uh, a lot of people say that it's recessive or codom. Um, it's line bread. Yeah, I, I, uh, I totally ask, agree. Yeah, you can ask Steve Sykes, who has the, probably the biggest giant collection. Yeah. He breeds biggest to biggest, and that's how you get bigger animals. It's line bred. Hundred. Um, totally. You get and and how you were saying, you know, sometimes you'll hatch a normal out of it. Yeah, totally. Um, I have yeah, same thing. Uh, you'll get stuff that's not giant size. So you can you can tell when it's giant because you bred it. Um, and you know you can see the difference now. Yeah. But when you're, yeah, it's as far as like the bell stuff though. I don't really necessarily believe in bell super giant mm. because it came from tremper so there's going to be tremper in it exactly no matter what. exactly my, that is exactly my view on it if you mm -hmm. if there is a super giant but i'm not saying that they the, the trempers probably have been crossed out of it over years but if you've mm -hmm. got a if there is a super giant bell you've had to have crossed it to a tremper surely surely uh-huh and uh yeah that's unless you outcrossed it with like a normal um you still have hets, and then, you know, you have 50% het, and then there's, like, 66%. So there's always – there's I guarantee you there are percentages in the bell giants. But I've already – you know, bells in general are bigger than most al of the albinos. Um, yeah. Bells are bulky. They're, they're chunky. Yeah. Um, he might just be – Why can't you just – He just got a line of big geckos and gone, oh, super – Line breed bell. Yeah. Just line breed bell. You're going to get stuff that passes over 100 grams because most male bells are 100 and plus grams. So. Yeah, I mean, I've got this, yeah. I've got this uh, bell here. I think it's nine months old and it's 81 grams. So they, they stay big. Yeah, they're, they're huge. Also, what I want to mention with the Giants as well is, as somebody breeds Giants, I, I like pastels, I find them incredibly annoying because of they all grow at different rates. A lot of people think, I'm going to get this Giant, I'm going to throw food down its neck, and you're going to get 100 grams in no time. There's more to it than that. They all grow differently. I've got one Giant here. He's the length of a Giant. He's, he's super long, 13 inches and he's mm -hmm. just thin. He's thin. He hasn't got that super giant size to him. But I can, even though he's a year, give him another year, maybe even three years, he will bulk out. They all grow completely, completely different. Um, mm -hmm. Do you agree, Ryan? <laughs> yep. Um, so th this is actually uh, my male super giant. His tail uh, fell off when he was shipped uh, a couple of years, a couple of years ago. Oh, you must um, be so annoyed. Yeah, uh, he's, uh, it was from tail necrosis, where a point in their tail gets, uh, the blood supply just stops there. So his tail was, like, kinked when he was shipped, because 
they were like just throwing his box around and um that stopped his blood supply there so he uh you know tail amputation was the only thing that you could really do at that point um or his blood would be toxic to him yeah so uh Big and when he had his tail yeah he's he's huge when he had his tail he was almost uh 14 inches so um it's fine now like i i'm disappointed that his tail you know his tail dropped but i don't really care cuz he's alive um i'd rather have you know him be okay yeah and he's a super giant uh, pastel head eclipse. He was actually um, produced by Ron Tremper uh, when uh, Ron was selling the last group of his pastels, too. And um, this guy's been, like, all over uh, the U.S. So he was produced by Ron, and then he was sold to Calico Geckos, uh, oh, yeah. the, original, the original owner, not the new guy. Um, the original owner hated him because he, like, bit his thumb. <laughs> and like just tore up the guy's thumb, and uh, that's how he got, a, he got his name Richard. <laughs> he got his name Richard by that, you know, being a a jerk. Um, so uh, he's he's not grumpy. He he likes me. I'm like the only person he accepts to handle. Um, is I think he's debating about biting me. He's giving me the face. I can see you keep looking know. at him like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know when they're going to bite, oh. I know it's silly, but, but their mouth is ever so slightly open. <laughs> I don't know if you can see it. You can see his mouth is just yeah, a little bit cracked. Yeah, he's debating. He's got um, that eye. He's got, he's got that eye. So another question is, what would you feed your super giants? I just feed them like, um, like a normal Leo. Um, I do think in the lines, it's like almost like obese, obese gecko. So I know it's not, not obese, but like, Something in them, yeah. they can they store yeah. and they grow bigger. So yeah, I, mm -hmm. I most of my giants normal normal amount, maybe a little bit more. I know they're suckers for Morio worms, um, so just be a little bit slow on the Morio worms. But the main thing is don't overfeed your super giant because of, you're going to mess your gecko up. It's going to grow too big too quick. And I've noticed they almost develop like a rolls on their sides. Mm -hmm. Even when they slim, yeah. and even me and Eco Gecko, we did a live, and he's like, what is with these super giants in these rolls? So just take your time with them. They will, they will even, even through brumation, they're growing. It's like, what are you doing? How? <laughs> what, how are you, you've gained five grams. You haven't eaten in weeks. What's going on? <laughs> What's your yeah, thought? I, uh... like in the same... I feed the, the same, but I mainly feed Dubia in general, just because um, I like the nutrition with those things. And then he can just pound on Dubias all day. Um, he's uh, He keeps me up at night. He'll like bite on his tub. Like he's just never, he's never full. He always wants to eat. And um, I've noticed that with super giants too. They generally just want to eat. Yeah. Um, They're like a kid. But I don't, I don't. Mm -hmm. I uh I give them the amount that they should to make them not overweight. I make sure that they're healthy. That's the that's what I do. Even if they're wanting more, um, I don't want them to be fat. I don't want them to die of heart issues or anything like that. Thing liver based um because of their weight. So that's um yeah. that's a big factor when you're keeping super giant. You have to be responsible in that case with knowing the amount of food you're giving them, and then uh they all have the same organs in their stomach. So, or not in their stomach, you know, and I'm so glad you said that. And the reason why I say that is I had this conversation with loads of people. I think it, genetically, I know it's that we'll see, I believe it's lion bread, but I think something in them is unhealthy. Um, I had this conversation with somebody bought a super giant off of me the other day. And I said that I think it's big geckos, organs. It's, I see it mostly with males, not so much females, because females don't get as big as the males. But my yeah. male in 2019, my main male, who started all this for me, uh, just dropped. Just no, 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 no reason. He was absolutely fine the day before. I opened up the tub, he just dropped. And I do think it's to do with... It's like an overweight person. You've got heart problems and, like you said, liver. Yeah. It's big gecko, normal-sized organs. And they, they do struggle. So just, I always say, take your time. Take your time with them. Don't don't throw them mm -hmm. with food. Don't throw, keep them slim, if anything. Keep them slim. Yeah. Uh, super giants, though, too. Uh, as far as, like, 
what I've noticed, females are, they're just hard to reproduce sometimes too. Um, yeah. Females are picky when they want to, they don't want to pair, even when they're up to their age, the two year mark, and they don't want to breed. Um, they, it's, it's like they take seasons off. Like they want to pair and then not pair the next season. Pair and Mate, then not pair. We're like the same person. I want this female, <laughs> man. I've had her for four seasons. She had a good season, mm. a bad season. A good season, a bad season. This season's bad. I think I've got one egg. Same for me. Yep, yeah, it's my next bad season. season. Play me 10 eggs. I'll get her out now. It's, it's now you, you say this stuff, man. It's just, uh, uh, it ain't the speed. Sometimes you feel like, oh, is this just my, is this just my opinion? But yeah, no. She's in shed. Yeah, the, I, the super, oh, she's really nice. She's long. Yeah, she's good. Thing is, though, like I said, me other live. Right now, I think I've got her. I think she's 110. She's mm -hmm. too big right now. I need to get yeah. her down to 90. She's too big right now. Yeah. But yeah, look, what you said is, uh, man, you got me excited because we've got the exact same views on some things. Yeah. So, last question. Um, what do you this goes to both of us mm -hmm. where do we both see the future of super giants um, like with us and other breeders me it's, I want to get that 200 gram animal I know after, well, after everything we've been saying about organs and stuff I want to get a healthy 200 gram animal mm -hmm. and also because I, I think it was two seasons ago I've done a few crosses like super giants were non-super giant mm -hmm. I want to get that colour in because of you're lucky, Ryan. You've got a lovely pastel one. You know, with super, when you look at a super giant or you go on more marketing type super giant, they're predominantly just your standard trimper, maybe Mac trimper. They're just there's not so much colour there, and that's what yeah. my aim is: really bring that bring that colour. And while I let you talk your views on that, I'm going to show my super giant baby, my favourite one of the season, the pastel one. Mm -hmm. Um, I agree with, uh, making a healthy super giant too. I think that's one thing that we need to strive for is just not only personally, but as a community, people that have super giants need to make sure that their animals are healthy and not fat. Um, and then just overall, I agree with the color. Um, they're very dull. Ooh, that, I like that. <laughs> that's a nice one. And you can see the pastel on its head all Exactly. All past Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And and, um, the clutch mate is really nice. Not as big as I called this one Kong. Fifty for June. It hatched and it's thirty grams. Crazy. Mm -hmm. This one's a yeah. bit smaller, but again, you can see it. Yeah. That's awesome. Keep going. I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm the same way with how uh, how you were saying. Just uh, making a big, healthy animal. It doesn't even have to be, like, pushing 200 or anything like that. As long as it's healthy, that's the main thing that I want for a healthy animal. And um, it, it, color. Yeah, color would be nice, but health is the main, the main thing. And just um, production of them, too. I'd like to, you know, figure out why females are, are, act like that with the supergiant. So getting that done would be nice. Definitely. Well, I think we'll leave it here today, Ryan. Thank you for, so right. for coming on, man. It's really good. To, it, these lives are really good for people to put a face to a name as well. And I know you, you're super nervous. You don't really like showing your face. And I, a lot of us, we're, we're, we're the exact same. And when I first started this, I was nervous, worried. But um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And please, when are you going to keep bringing more Gecko Talk podcasts? Because I'm addicted, man. Um, I have one that I'm recording tomorrow, and then uh, I'll have to we'll have to hook up a time where I can get you on too. Yeah, that'd be um, awesome. And that, that, uh, I'd, I'd love that. You it must have be uh, you, me interviewing you. You're normally doing the interviewing. <laughs> um, we got to get Malte on. That's the thing that I've been oh. trying to get him on for a year, man. I'm gonna get him. Uh, we'll just have to keep bugging him. We'll have to bug him <laughs> and get him on a trio. For sure. Yeah. But the thing is with Malt is when you speak, mate, that guy is he's an outstanding breeder. Really, he comes across um, scary to a lot of people. Really? So yeah, so I know so many people that have messaged him and be like, "Oh, this," and he's so knowledgeable. 
and he wants to do the best that sometimes the when the advice he gives people, right, people, yeah they take it a little bit like oh, i won't ask him that again because he's asked me what's the unknown hits or oh, i won't get he's a great great yep. guy and i think that would be awesome if we can get a trio or yeah we'll do something or even if even if you get him on gecko talk I, I'm, I'm i'm a cheerleader i'll be i'll be guest but anyway yeah, do you want to rip, tell people where to find you and we'll uh sure i the Reco Reptiles on Instagram and then on uh, YouTube, it's just the Gecko Talk podcast. Um, and then we'll be doing a show in Spokane, Washington uh, on the 11th of September. So if anyone wants to pop by, I don't know the likelihood of that happening with everyone uh, watching, but um, I'll have some cool stuff there. So yeah. Definitely, definitely. Well, we'll leave it here guys this will be going down to youtube as ryan said repto reptiles on instagram the gecko talk podcast on youtube this will be going on to youtube and yeah we'll we'll, we'll keep sending the love stay humble and i appreciate you coming on ryan it was awesome thank you i really enjoyed it see you later right. everybody see ya